1: Hello everybody and welcome to this extra weekly episode of Dame Baptiste Questions Everything or what we're calling DBQs. On DBQs, myself, comedian writer and occasional actor Dame Baptiste and my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka Dehiza. Hello. Are gonna be delving into some of the things that have happened in this week's news.
0: That is right, Dane. We are gonna do a different subject every week, and this week we are talking about the corruption of the police forces of the uk but obviously other countries have corruption and what has inspired it this week well it is the story of 48 year old david carrick a police officer who uh he committed dozens of rape and sexual offenses against women across two decades two decades this was allowed to go on for and fuck in hell it is the levels of disturbingness that can increase when we talk about corruption of power and how a power is allowed to be abused it's Don't cease to amaze you, right Dave? Eh?
1: Not at all I want to first of all start by making sure That we quantify exactly what we're discussing Because this is not just an issue of a uh, police officer Abusing their power And committing acts of uh, sexual assault and violence This is somebody who had formerly served in armed forces And over the course of two decades Has now pled guilty to 49 offences Including 24 counts of rape Across two decades and he's also expected that more, uh, more uh, of his victims will come forward. He uh, basically kept people chained in his house, uh, referred to them as slaves, uh, urinating on his victims. And yeah, this has gone uh, unaddressed within the uh, police force for over 20 years. And it turns out he might be the most prolific sexual abuser in this country's entire history and is a member of our police force. Now, to be quite honest, I don't like to do this very often, but while I have the platform, I think I'd like to speak on behalf of my community when I say I fucking, or we fucking told you so. Like, I don't understand what it is going to take for people who profess to be in a developed country to be enlightened, to have access to universal education, and who have access to their own eyes while hard? is it going to be for you to understand that just because somebody is a member of an institution doesn't mean that they fully adhere to the tenets of said institution. Although how surprised can we be? Like how many more incidents does this do we need to see? Like we had Wayne Cousins recently arrested and convicted, not yet convicted actually, of uh luring Sarah Everard using his powers as a police officer. And then, Uh, kidnapping her, raping and then murdering her and it transpires further that his own colleagues were well aware due to a previous report of indecent exposure and used to playfully refer to him as Wayne the Rapist and it really goes to show the state of being within these institutions as far as I'm concerned. Like I don't understand how people are surprised by this if you are able to give over complete powers of authority and autocracy to an institution when there is no external or independent institution that is able to scrutinize and evaluate their actions, how can we not expect the police to be corrupt? Because for me, it's like, when we look at the semantics of police, here is a misconception that it seems that adult people are not able to get over in our society. The word police, the root of the term police, the etymology of the word police, does not mean good, it doesn't mean just, it doesn't mean fair, it means policy. That means that your institution of law enforcement are used to enforce policy as it is dictated to them by the ruling powers. That doesn't mean they do what's right, it doesn't mean what they do what's fair, it means all they do is enforce a policy. And in this part of the world, we need to get over our delusion and our hypocrisy about the state Of law enforcement in this part of the world We already saw this two years ago Where it took us seeing a man being tortured to death As he screamed that he couldn't breathe And cried for his mother for nine minutes Which is almost twice the time it needs For someone to be brain dead To be murdered on live national television For the view of the whole world For people to understand That there may be some corruption in the police force And even despite all of that you will still hear detractors and police apologists say stuff like, well, there's a few bad apples. There's a few bad apples. How many bad apples do you need to get into a fucking batch before you realise there's something wrong with the batch? I find it insane that people can be like, well, you know, if a police officer kills a few people, that happens sometimes. If an airline had a few pilots that lost a few planes, how comfortable would you be paying for those people to transport you somewhere safely If you read every week That British Airways Had a crash You would not want to use that fucking airline And yet, numerically I would say that law enforcement Commits the same amount Or even more unlawful killings Than the cumulative, luck, the cumulative number Of people that die during plane crashes The cumulative number Of people that die on operating tables And yet, we are happy to scrutinise The health service but we don't want to talk about law enforcement. And Howard, I'd like to ask, you know, Mm. why that is. Why are people so reticent to acknowledge that there is a problem with the police force? Because, you know, actually, I want to say this while I'm here as well, that, you know, as an observational comedian, I've watched some people within my industry talk about social issues like the subject of law enforcement. But for the large part, most British comedians don't say shit. And that's because you're all fucking shit. Because your job is to observe. And if you've not been able to pay attention to this, then you're a fucking idiot and you don't deserve to be a comedian. You know why? Because for years I heard so many of you who are so readily able to talk about the rapacious nature of the Catholic Church. You're so able to talk about the ills of, you know, social institutions like childcare services. And you've been able to trivialize and make fun of and ridicule the idea of molestation and mistreatment within the clergy. But none of you have the fucking balls to discuss the ills of law enforcement, and
0: I wonder why that is, Howard. It's a privilege, probably,
1: for a lot of them that
0: they didn't have to understand or experience the, the issues that come from it. I
1: mean, which is, which is fair, but then you know, yeah. I've never no, had the experience. That's not, being, not, no, not, I know, a but defense. I'm saying, by, by that same token, I've never had to experience being followed home. I've never had to experience having to sit on yeah, a carriage alone with a man. But I'm still able to have empathy in order to see if there is a marginalized group dealing with an issue from an oppressive institution. And even if you don't necessarily have to take a position, the fact that none of you are able to either discuss it or opine on it or even acknowledge its existence speaks to your efficacy as a comedian and as a social commentator. Because there is a large part of what makes up our society, the existence of law and order, and none of you have got the balls or the intellect or the perspicacity
0: to speak about And that's why you're all fucking shit. I can see what you're saying. I mean the thing that the, the thing that will ultimately, you know, come out of, of this story. I don't know if you you heard what the Home Secretary said, which she said that, I'm just going to get it right because I've got it in front of me, it is vital that the Met Police and other forces double down on their efforts to root out corrupt officers. This may mean more shocking cases come to light in the short term. It definitely fucking means more cases are going to come to light in the short term. And the quantity of them, Dane, is what I think might really alter people's perspectives.
1: I um would like to think that might be the case, but taking into account who our Home Secretary is and the fact that they are a completely, immeasurably horrible cunt who themselves should be in handcuffs, I'm not particularly optimistic about it. I think what I need for people to understand is the complex of your quintessential police officer and why it's so problematic. See, Howard, you see in the Vietnam War, that was one of mm. the most deadly conflicts that America ever engaged in. And when uh, the war was over, more GIs who enlisted or were drafted into the army to fight against the Viet Cong killed themselves after the war from suicide than those that were involved in actual combat. Mm. And that can be attributed to a number of psychological issues. But it is a common it's common knowledge that a lot of the time, as a result of the atrocities that they witnessed firsthand, a lot of soldiers experience severe clinical depression, require medication, and in some extreme places, unfortunately, take their lives. Because the idea of killing people, even when you are trained to do so, even when you are trained to perfection and your senses are sharpened to a razor's edge in order to take lives, you, the idea of actually executing that is still too difficult for some human beings to panic. But yeah. we watch police officers all the time brutalize and kill innocent people and go home and don't even give a fuck. Even if we, as the civilians that salarize these people and provide them with a way to provide for their own families or for themselves, they still don't even answer to us. And I don't know if people really take on board how much of a problem that is. If Mm. people who are trained to kill can still feel so much shame and dread or pain from the acts of killing that they take their own lives even when they're trained to do so, and yet people who have nowhere near that same level of training are able to kill people and continue their jobs and their lives with no remorse, then we are in a very, very bad state in our society. We'll be
0: back after this. Welcome back to the show. No, we definitely
1: are. We definitely are. After the, uh, during the pandemic and after George Floyd's um, murder, one of the largest movements that took place, particularly on social media, was the hashtag defund the police. And all the detractors went crazy and people were like, how can we talk about defunding the police? If there's no money and there's no cr- there'll be more for the police, there'll be more crime. And then we saw the theory being acted out in fucking Uvalde in Texas. When you had a police department Who had received an increase In defence spending on body armour And automatic weapons And when a man went into a school And killed fucking children Each and every one of those fucking pussies Stood there and let it happen Yeah I don't think people are taking on board How serious this issue is We have spent years And our mainstream media has spent years Since from 2001 onwards Demonising the Muslim population in every discussion about issue of Muslims, someone has always been able to pull rodrum out their ass and grooming gangs. And then the narrative was the fact that the police failed to investigate because they were scared of being racist. But now we see that the most prolific abuser of women in our fucking country's history is one of their own. So you must ask ourselves, how come none of them were able to pick up on this shit? This is the issue, is that we are all... Within our own small social paradigms, our task would at least having shared accountability in all of our actions. Yeah. And then we entrust these people and pay them to be able to enforce these things. But then who polices the fucking police? Because time after time and time again. Yeah. Beginning with black people onwards, we are talking about these people who, for some reason, the Western world have placed on some kind of pedestal as if by... Occupation they are predisposed to be more Just and moral than the rest of us But I put it to anybody here who's still Out here trying to defend the police During the World Cup in Qatar one of the Biggest parts of the furore about the Backlash towards Qatar was their treatment Of the LGBT community But let's get it fucking right You see if you lived in this country In the 60s and 70s and you walked down The street holding someone of the same sex's hand It would be the police That will fuck you up and throw you in the back of a van And they never decided collectively that they should change that policy. That policy was changed from high and was disseminated down. Yeah, we've seen it with the McPherson inquiry when after Stephen Lawrence was murdered, we had the revelation through an investigation that the police is rife with institutional racism. But let me ask you a question. Can anybody name one officer that lost their fucking job as a result of that? No, because what happened was they waited 20 years until everybody could leave or was retired, and then they came out with a report. But it didn't stop there, because what they were doing instead was trying to demonise Stephen Lawrence's friend, Dwayne Brooks, and they tried to falsely implicate him in a sexual assault case. Then they tried to falsely implicate him in having dangerous weapons. But what they've never been able to do is address the issue of the institutional racism and the cover-up that took place within that. The issue here is, yeah, that the police, like any other office, any other institution, any other industry is patronized by people. Not special people, not angels with fucking wings and halos, just people. And because they are just people, they are just as subject to the same fears, insecurities, vanity, racism, discrimination as any other human being. Misogyny. But for some reason, despite the fact that we give these people not only the powers to enforce law, but to detain, apprehend, and in some cases, even kill people without checking with their psychological profile. You see, if you want to be a teacher or a nurse, you have to train very hard and make sure you're qualified. You know how many fucking idiots I know that are in the police that couldn't even spell my surname when I've had to give it to them? Hmm. I'll tell you a story. I want to make sure I tell this story. yeah. Well, at 2010, I was still living at home with my mom, making fuck all money as an aspiring comedian. Yeah. I also want to give you background that I went to a grammar school. I've grown up with both my parents in a loving household, never in a council estate, never been in a gang, never had any proximity to criminality whatsoever. I see it outside a friend's house, a bully van pulled up. The first thing they did was block it, block my door, so I wasn't able to leave my car. They then proceeded to do an invasive search in my car and even search me and... Fondled my genitals while they were searching me. Now, if you have any rudimentary understanding of the law, the police have no powers to do an invasive or cavity search outside of a police station and also without an arrest. So already they had broken their own laws. That's number one. Yeah, they then took my driving license to check if it was in date and to check if I was known to any police, constabularies or if I am affiliated with any gangs. Obviously, the answer is no. When I questioned them about their actions as a civil servant who pays their fucking salary in a part of the world where we believe the capitalist maxim that the customer's always right, their response was, your answers to us shouldn't be so flippant. I'm by myself. There are nine people there. My friend went home. They found nothing in my car because I don't traffic any illegal substances. And I was, I left. A minute down the road, They flew down, they carved my car, two officers jumped out, they slid across the bonnet, pulled me out the car and said, you are under arrest for having a suspended license. I said, how can I have a suspended license? There's nine of you, you just checked it. They said, your license is suspended. They put me in cuffs, put me in the back of their car and they were like, we're going to put your car somewhere, you better find out where it is because we can't leave it here. I said, why am I under arrest? The response was, Your license is suspended. I looked luckily on their screen, their computer screen, and they had a Daniel Baptiste born in 1976 who lives in Seven Oaks as somebody with a suspended license. Keep it in mind, Howard, a minute ago, nine people just saw my fucking license. Yeah. I said, No, you are mistaken. That person is Daniel Baptiste. He was born in 1976. And he lives in Sevenoaks My name is Dane You'd know that Because you just saw my license And you guess what they said Howard What? Maybe he's your brother Now There are a number of ways You can look at that But none of them have anything to do With any fucking police work Because last time I checked You can't arrest people For shit their brothers do Number one Number two I think I would know If I had a fucking brother and number three, because very clearly they thought his name was also Dane. How many people give their children the same fucking name? <laughs> so obviously, once their mistake was realised, their commanding officer had to instruct them to let me go and then sheepishly apologise under his breath. But you see, Howard, the energy in which they performed the arrest was completely and directly proportional To the effort they made to apologise Because there were nine people Posting like they caught a white fucking rhino When they arrested me And when I was let go Nobody apologised then of course. Now see Howard The thing about that is I know I've never committed a crime And I hadn't committed a crime then And yet Not one person there Wanted to make the effort To acknowledge the fact That they had made a mistake And that is what you are dealing with Now if you have nine people Who are unable to read a fucking driver's licence What are the odds that these people in an era of austerity where people are already being underpaid and overworked and the bottom of the barrel continues to be scraped in our government cabinet all the way down to the lowest person? How likely is it that these people are going to be able to address the corruption, which is, well, let's be honest, completely endemic and, you know, pervades every aspect of that institution? I'd say there is no hope. There's none. There's absolutely none. You know why, Howard? You see, when the police kill an innocent person, the first thing you find out is what drugs that person was on. Mm -hmm. When a police officer accidentally kills somebody, you ever hear about them getting tested? You see, if you run a fucking race too fast, Howard, yeah? They'll check your blood and your piss, yeah? Mm -hmm. If you kill a fucking child in the police, they're not checking shit. Don't you think there's a problem there? Because if you kill a fucking child... I'd want to know what the fuck you're smoking. But we don't do that. Because for some reason, despite the fact that it is created by, maintained by, and completely staffed by regular fucking people just like me and you, we don't treat them like human beings when it comes to arguably the most critical job in our fucking
0: society. So what hope do we have? Well, and and, and just, you know, to say all those victims, you know, it's fucking horrible. Who yeah,
1: do gonna- they go to, Howard? when you get every time you're told just comply just comply and you'll be fine Sarah Everard fucking complied and she's no longer here and she did what she was told so how does compliance work yeah people need to wake the fuck up they need to wake the fuck up yeah because the police are just people and police don't mean just and if you're gonna keep giving over your powers to external institutions and not scrutinizing them you're gonna wake up and you'll be under a fucking dictatorship, because you know what? This idea that people sign up to the police because they want to be good and help is just dumb. And people need to grow the fuck up, yeah. Because the MCU's been on fucking in cinemas for ten years. You know, what you call someone who does good things for free a fucking hero, but we know heroes don't exist in reality. That's called a volunteer, yeah. So if you're doing it for money, then how good are you really? So when we talk about defund the police. We're not talking about just giving them less money to do stuff. We're talking about divesting from investing in the militarization of law enforcement that only serves the elite and investing that in social projects, in projects that protect women and maybe try and prevention being better than fucking cure for once. Yeah, because this police thing is a fucking pandemic, just like the one we had. And just like in the pandemic, there were a bunch of people that denied it existed and talked about conspiracy theory. But I would say to those people, You ask yourself, yeah? In fact, do you know what? Before I go, I'll just read this, yeah? I will just read this. Howard, I know we're getting on, but we need to talk about this, yeah? See, this is a list. This is a list of convictions of police officers from around constabularies around this country since the 1st of February, 2018. So let's start with PC Michael Bowers for the Metropolitan Police. Got 160 community hours for sexual assault. Yeah, on the 26th of February PC Chris Gillum from the Metropolitan Police Got 150 community hours For harassment We have another police officer PC Darren Mickey from the Greater Manchester Constabulary Was jailed for life For murdering his wife Yeah, I can keep going There's PC Gary Wellsborough Of the Cambridgeshire Police Who was jailed for 6 years Guess what for Howard? Sex with children I have another officer here PC Paul Rogers of the Leicester Police and he was jailed for only 7 years for rape Yeah. now until I told you this I guarantee you had no fucking idea Mm. and that is only 4 people of a list of 15 and this goes all the way back to 2013 so I ask you if we're not even going to scrutinise or police the police or even notify the public of the corruption in the police how the fuck
0: is it going to change listeners we want to hear from you tell us what you think that's this week's dbqs you've been listening to dane baptiste questions everything hosted by dane baptiste and myself howard cohen for more from dane and myself make sure you follow us on instagram at danesnaptiste and at the howard cohen you can now support us on patreon just search dbqe podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full length video of the podcast Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at dbqepodcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group.